You're listening to another episode of The Podcast Gauntlet, only on the Two Guys Talking Podcast Network. Never forget that having large guests is not only one of the most important times of a young podcaster's career, it's also the perfect time to add in a new video loop. Yeah. Or is it? We're going to break that down in detail inside this episode of the Podcast Gauntlet. Greetings, everybody. I'm Mike Wilkerson, one of your hosts. And I'm Brian Ensminger, the other one of your hosts. Brian, there's no doubting that video has become an incredibly impactful element inside of today's modern day internet experience. Mm -hmm. Whether it's on your PC, your laptop, or mostly, frankly now, via your mobile phone, Everybody is tapping into video that instantly provides a new allure to potential viewers and or listeners, but also it provides an avenue for people to actually see the people that you have been hearing Mm -hmm. forever. Those of you that are watching us inside of our video feed, which you can access over at podcastgauntlet.com, by the way, you'll be seeing a couple of visages of some truly remarkable subjects. Thanks to video. Well, there was a a recent note that popped up inside of one of the many podcast forums, and I wanted to make sure that we talked about it because I think it's something that a lot of people are going to have. The person had shared a moment where they're going to have a new big guest that's coming on their program, but they also wanted to make sure that there was video represented because, you know, video is important inside of podcasting now. So how do I do it? Where do I start? Question mark, question mark, smiley face. Okay, that's great. I love the zeal. What I don't love is utilizing a brand new technology inside of a platform for a huge guest out of the gate. Right. There's a couple things that go through my mind immediately. One is what I'll call the up-and-coming rock star phenomenon. When somebody starts in a band... Typically, they'll end up playing in a garage and then small clubs, and they sort of work their way up to a big stage. I know of some people who had some well-funded acts that they played on, and often what would happen is they would disappear into a warehouse practice room for three to six months, and then they would magically appear on a large stage. And what happened was because they hadn't built the muscle of playing together in front of an audience they didn't understand how to fill the stage and make it feel full. And they didn't understand how to own the space. And my immediate thought when I hear somebody say, Hey, I've got a big guest. I want to add video. Well, first off, you know, congratulations. It's great to have an aspiration. I don't want to demean that. However, if you've never done video before, do you really want to be troubleshooting your brand new camera and your brand new capture card and your new three or five point lighting system and how you're going to record on whatever platform you're using in front of the biggest name aspirational guest that you've ever had on your show? And my immediate thought is no, no, you, you need to do the thing that you are the most comfortable with when you have a guest on who is likely to elicit some kind of emotional response to you where you might have your fangirl or your fanboy moment and have trouble thinking about how can I have a real honest conversation with this person and treat them like a human being. 
The other question that pops into my head immediately after that is, why? Why do you want to do this? Is it because you want to impress them? Then please refer to point number one. If it's because you want to represent them well and represent your show well, that's great. I appreciate that. This might not be the time to try that out, or it might be time to plan three or four or five or 20 other interviews to happen first, where you start incorporating video very quickly on people that you know, like, and trust so that you can be ready for this. And that could be family members. It, it totally could. It could also be a few other guests that maybe you're going to publish after this guest so that you're getting those reps in, but you'll be comfortable when you get on with that guest. I don't know, Mike, what are your thoughts? Speaking as someone that's literally capturing via a video platform, I have fallen into this trap. I did it with a program that I started last year called two guys talking crypto.com. And I fell into it hard because I love this sense of being on screen on video. It's, it's fun. It reminds me of being an actor back in the day. And I love to emote, to be in, in front of the crowd. I love it. It's why many of us get into podcasting. The problem is that while I have lots of technical knowledge, I've got no knowledge about the video platform that we're utilizing in general. I know how to switch screens. I know how to make you look larger and me smaller. I know how to share my screen. The problem is that I cannot physically do the, all of that and have a really great viable interview process. I can't. I do not have the personal bandwidth to do it. And unfortunately, several of our two guys talking crypto programs showcase that now I was able to kind of play it off with some subtext inside of the video that I captured. So it's a ha ha, funny, funny, yuck, yuck moment, except that it's not. And that's what Brian is specifically referring to inside of this instance, which is, you know, you too can have the har har, funny, funny Wilkerson moment inside of your program. I would just choose to not do it with the largest, most prolific guest you've ever had to date. And I think also, as you're sharing that, you shared the thing about the bandwidth. If you really want to do video, do what the pros do. Bring in somebody to help you produce that episode. Without question. Somebody who knows the lighting and the tech and can actually yes. sit backstage. And maybe they don't fill the producer role in terms of the content, but they can help you switch cameras and they can do all of that stuff. Because like Mike said, I'm here to tell you that video is a different game. It is. It's totally different game. There's, there's more to do. It's, it's more than just listening and responding and listening and all of which is very important. There's a whole other level in the internal conversation that also goes, is this the right shot? Are they going to share their, like, there's all this other stuff that's going to be going on in your head. And I know because I've done it and it can be really distracting. Not only is it distracting guys, and this is the one that I always want to share with people with video. I don't care what kind of laptop you got. I don't care what kind of new camera you've just purchased. You've only dipped your toe into the incredibly expensive nature of video. Because if you thought capturing it was expensive, wait until you have to save it off. Mm -hmm. Wait until you have to store it. Wait until you've got to shunt it over to an editor. Wait until you've got to store all of the stuff and gear someplace so that it doesn't get jacked from either your house or your friend's house or Maybe the, the sample is I record in a retail environment um, that has an alarm system and the rest. And that, that's cool, but it's still out in the open. 
it will get stolen if I don't have, in fact, it might get stolen anyway, uh, even if I have an alarm system. But the fact is that it's an X factor. And Brian brought up another great point, which is something I wanted to emulate too with uh, a guy that I watch on YouTube. We'll, we'll link to him in the description down below. It's Rick Beato. And Rick Beato is a, a wonderful, wonderful talent. He's a musician. He's an instructor. He's a guide of music. I so appreciate his what makes this song great running through a couple of hundred songs now. And what he also talks about are these live interviews that he does with incredible guests. If I don't know who this big guest was for this person that had mentioned in the, um, the online forum, but Rick Beato goes and gets guests like, you know, Oh, Lindsay Buckingham. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, him. And, uh, just an entire fruit, f- just fruity, wonderful landscape of guests. But what he also does is he hires on a video crew every time he does that because he's not doing it. And he knows He knows that the personal bandwidth that he has to conduct the interview and interact with, especially in the case of those big interviews, the people he has been talking about and reveling in personally for decades, he cannot take the attention span that he needs to be giving them and divide it into some sort of technical exercise while he's interviewing them. That doesn't mean you're a lesser talent as a podcaster. It doesn't mean you don't know what you're doing technically. It means you know what you need to be doing to capture the best content to get the downloads that make you a great podcaster. I think I'd like to go back to one of the things that you mentioned about not even scratching the surface on the investment, because I think there's a little bit more flesh to put on that. Oh, totally. If you're thinking about wanting to do a high quality video show because you have on a big name guest and you really want it to look great, and I'm not even going to broach 4K, like just we've talked like 1080 is, is fine. If you want it to look great, you're not talking $100, $150, $200 webcam. You're talking a DSLR, a digital, actual, honest-to-goodness camera that's going to run you 1000 to $3,000. You're talking a $600 lens, easy. You're talking a $100 capture card to convert the HDMI to USB. We'll just ignore the external storage for a minute and assume you can save it to your hard drive. You're talking three-point lighting. You're talking about making sure that your room actually looks like a set. I'm not talking about it looks like a TV set. I mean, like if you're watching the video, I'm sitting in my home office that used to also double as our spare bedroom, and it doesn't do that anymore. And I've done some things to make it look reasonably presentable. It's it's not a TV set, but I'm wanting it to look good because I'm presenting it as video. You have to think about those things. You can't have your cat, well, you could have your cat walking behind you in the video. I guess that's okay if that's what you want to present. But just be aware that everything the camera sees is going to be on your video. And that means, in my case, cleaning up my room before I record. Because I'm sometimes I'm kind of messy, but I don't want to present that. So you have to be aware of that. There's no question. Environmental impact of what can be seen inside a camera is something I know every single live video, anything experiences all the time. But Brian mentioned it actually is a really great sample. My studio right now is a shambles. Thanks to my daughter, a credit card and eBay. Not going to get into that story at this point, but my my place is a wreck. Now, thankfully inside of the the video presentation, which again, you can find all the links to over at podcastgauntlet.com. You don't see any of that. And that's awesome. 
but just out of frame, there is a stack of not so awesome that you, none of you will ever see. <laughs> uh, I'd like to go back to co- the actual physical cost too. We had mentioned storage and Brian and I have shared a couple of horror stories inside of our prelude inside of the recording of this program. All kinds of different storage platforms are now not only changing, but without kind of really notifying anybody, changing the way and how things are being paid for that I think a lot of subscribers don't actually identify at all yet. And guys, that's not going to change. Things are not going to get less expensive regardless of how big or, you know, omniscient you think an entity is. They're always going to have fundamental costs that have to somehow be met, whether it's you becoming the product and, and or service that they are able to shunt and make the money back on or your actual physical dollars that you will pay because obviously you don't want to lose all the stuff that you have stored with insert name of storage facility. So storage is just a, again, it's a scratching of the surface of anything in regard to live video capture. I think one other thing I wanted to add, because we talked about the cost and the complexity. We, we also never talked about though, the complexity on the part of the guest, right? So I regularly see posts from people saying, I've got this big name guest and they don't wear headphones. How can I capture a good recording? And of course the answer is literally you can't. Well, you won't. You can capture maybe an okay recording, but if they're (laughs) too important or they don't like headphones or whatever, you're not going to get a good recording. We'll take that now and go from somebody who is accustomed to showing up on Zoom meetings and just sharing their knowledge to now going, okay, I have to show up and learn a new platform. I have to make sure that my lighting is good. And like all of the things that go through that, are you prepared to deal with somebody who's already decided how they want to do it and they're expecting you to submit to their process, even though you're the host, as opposed to the other way around? Because unfortunately, in the case of some of these people, and I'm not saying that they're jerks, but the reality is they've got so much going on that they've developed a system that works for them and they're actually not may not be willing to deviate from it because of the other things that they have going on. And it's not necessarily that they don't care about you and your audience. It's just that there is a reality that they have to fit their life into. And so if you're going to want to go down this path, are you willing to either stand up and say, no, we're not going to do it if you can't do this? Or are you willing to deal with the outcome of their willingness or unwillingness to do it a different way? Yeah. I think probably the the next progression as we talk about live anything in particular with video I wanted to mention another gentleman that I do a lot of business with. His name is Aaron Montgomery. Aaron Montgomery is the host of the Small Business Saturdays podcast. He and I have known each other for a long time here in the St. Louis area. And the reason I'm mentioning him is because he is, without question, the most prolific live broadcaster I know. And in addition to doing the live broadcasting and all of the the shell game that we were referring to here inside this episode... He also puts out all of that content and refers to all of it as well. It's a, it's a piece of his business profile and he is able to do it, but it didn't come instantly and it doesn't come free. No, It costs not only the experience and the time, but also the process that he has put into business so that he can not only do the stuff that we're talking about, but he also knows how to shunt it to audiences 
so that it will get a foothold and get him business. It's one of the things I always try to talk about inside of podcasting, regardless of the level of people that are coming to me in regard to their podcast experience. I always want them to understand that, you know, we can capture as many stories as you want, however you want the stories to be captured. We can even add in a video element if you'd like. It's no problem. We can do it all. But we got to plan it all. And then we've got to have a process that includes the stuff that we are going to capture as a part of your marketing plan. I.e., the podcast is not your business. The podcast can be one of the broadest marketing arms of whatever it is you're doing, but it is typically not what you are doing. Right. There are not people walking around with checkbooks waiting for you to start your podcast and host it someplace and then provide you a check. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. I don't have anything else to say on that. You have covered it. Well, good. I'm glad that you agree with me. And now here's your check for umpteen gajillion dollars to do your podcast just by talking in it. Oh, and by the way, just throw on video. You don't have to plan any of that stuff at all. It's super easy. Barely an inconvenience. <laughs> and that's where we ask you guys, what are you guys going to do when it comes to add in video? Are you just going to give it a try and see what happens? Or are you going to plan it out? More importantly, are you going to make the largest guest you ever have on your podcast the first time you're ever going to use it? Go on over to our website over at podcastgauntlet.com. Fill out the quick web form or connect with Brian and I via social media and tell us what you guys think. Brian, you got anything else? No, I think we covered that one. I think we did it pretty well, too. And on video, by the way. And on video. My God, that's awesome. And Brian, it was so easy. Yeah, you know. Barely an inconvenience. I mean, I I would say (laughs) that the only thing that we maybe brought to the table to this is uh, 20 combined years of experience in trying to do this kind of stuff. Not only that, but a little bit of humility. I <laughs> One of the things that I, I always try to explain to people is that, look, I know a lot about a lot of things, but I don't know everything about any one thing. And being able to admit that regardless of how, quote, long you've been in the business. Yes. Or that you're inside of a, an adjunct business. Because, of course, I've been in podcasting now. It'll be eight, This will be my 18th year. Well, oh, obviously then you know everything about video podcasting as well, right? I uh, know. <laughs> I, I don't. There's, there's, there's something to be said for always being uh, willing to learn, which I, I always have been and will be. I thirst to learn new things and then share that with other people. But it's even more important to understand that you do not know everything. And don't be afraid to share that aspect as yeah, well. Definitely. Some of the best friendships I've made, including the one with Brian here, is sharing that, like, dude, I I don't know everything, but I know that when I get together with people like you and we mix this chemistry set like we have done here and continue to do with the podcast gauntlet, something magical happens and it becomes a resource that other people watch on video and listen to via audio and learn themselves. Until next time, I'm Mike Wilkerson, one of your hosts. And I'm Brian Ensminger, magically appearing on video, the other one of your hosts. Be sure to join us next time where we throw down, discuss, rise, and shine in podcasting. See you next time. <laughs>